You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. Hello, hello, it's Brooke DeVard, and you're listening to the Naked Beauty Podcast. Guys, I am so sorry that I am behind, but I'm going to have so much content coming up. I have leftovers episodes. I have Beauty Secrets mini episodes coming, so get excited for that. You guys are about to hear my interview with Abigail, who I have known since I was 13 years old. And it's always hard when you're interviewing a friend to keep it in interview mode. But we had a lot of fun. And I'm so proud of Abigail because I've watched her in these past six months launch this line, Tech. It's technical performance wear. It's beautiful. She created it with skiers in mind. She has always loved skiing, but she's also always had a really, really unique sense of style that I've always admired. And it's a very special thing to watch someone build from the ground up. When Modtech launched in December, it was announced in Vogue. That was her first, first ever press announcement. She did an incredible lookbook. She hired the best people to do it. And just to see this vision in her head and something that has been building over the course of decades really come to fruition, it's been incredible for me as a friend and as someone who supports her to see it all happen. So I'm really excited for you guys to hear her story. And so many of you who listen have your own companies or you have aspirations of your own to one day have your own brand, or maybe you're like me and you work full time and you've got something on the side, whatever it is that you do, I'm just very impressed with all of the women that are creating things on top of all of their other responsibilities. So if you're listening to this and you're thinking about starting something, whether it's your own podcast, a YouTube account, a beauty line you're developing, I would really encourage you to just begin, just do it and put it out into the universe. And if you've already done that and you're currently doing it and you're finding it hard to balance everything, just keep going and know that your work really matters. The thing that has been keeping me sane for th this past week when things have been so, so busy is this amazing balancing aromatherapy blend that is so easy to make. So I'm just going to share the recipe with you guys very quickly. Get a glass rollerball fragrance. They're super easy to find. I think the last batch I ordered was from Amazon, but it's just like one of those personal fragrance balls with the roller intact. Make sure you get a glass one, though, because that will protect the integrity of the essential oils. The current blend that I'm using is so simple, but it's so beautiful and grounding. It is lavender, frankincense, and orange essential oil. Frankincense is really uplifting. Lavender is calming and relaxing. And then you get that bright citrusy note from the orange essential oil. A few drops of each, 
for a base oil, you want to make sure that you have something like fractionated coconut oil or jojoba oil or grapeseed oil as the carrier oil for those essential oils. Blend it all together, put it in your rollerball, and I just use it. I use it in the morning. I use it at night. I use it when I'm traveling. Anytime I want to just kind of shift my energy or, or mood, I find myself rolling this on my pulse points, so my neck, my wrist. Wanted to share that tip with you guys. Oh, and I get my essential oils. I love Mountain Rose Herbs. I think they do beautiful essential oils. So shout out to them. Not an ad, just a strong recommendation. So I will be sharing how I make some of these essential oil blends on my Instagram account, Naked Beauty Planet. That is the community where the Naked Beauty podcast lives online. So if you're on Instagram, please make sure that you are following. I love meeting all of you so much. All right, let's get into the episode. And thanks. You'll know real when you get it. It will say eBay authenticity guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like a gem, sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things that you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue check mark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, Soul and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. I'm joined today by Abigail Stern, soon to be Abigail Tannenbaum. Yes, changing the last name. Amazing. You're getting married in July, but I'm so excited to have you on. I guess to introduce you to the listeners, you are a designer, an entrepreneur. Yes, I love that word. Entrepreneur. More than designer? More than anything. (laughs) And your ski wear line is called Matek. Not just for ski. True. I'm wearing it now. For snowboarding, for recording a podcast. Exactly. Keep you warm and dry and fresh. Lifestyle. So we've known each other since we've been 12. Actually, I think we met when we were 13. And the reason why is because I was not at you your weren't. bat mitzvah. Yeah. That's it like the big thing. It must the summer after bat mitzvah. It makes me really sad that I wasn't at your bat mitzvah. You missed, you know, I did the whole... Hoff Torah and Torah portion, so... And you became a woman. It was impressive, yeah. At the time, like, being, what, you're 13 when you have your bat mitzvah? Yeah, I was 12 and a half. 12 and a half. At the time, did you feel like it was ridiculous that you were celebrating becoming a woman at 12 and a half years old, or... Did For it... me, it wasn't, like, becoming a woman. It was more, like, both of my brothers did this, and so I wanted to do it like them. Yeah. Which for me meant like my parents switched synagogues from an Orthodox to a conservative so I could have the same workload as my brothers, which was like reading the whole Torah and half Torah portion, which is just like weird that I wanted to do that. <laughs> but I just wanted to like 
do exactly what they did and all of my like other cousins did yeah you and you're like the only girl in the family we have one more girl in my generation (laughs) shout out romeo but you have like it's pretty much you have two brothers i have 11 first cousins that are boys i have two older brothers i have two boy nephews one niece it's funny because i feel like a lot of my friends that are girls have a lot of brothers and they kind of have a more masculine you're not masculine nothing about your appearance is masculine but just like your attitude is more laid back i definitely like text like a guy (laughs) (laughs) like i don't really i've noticed like since being engaged and like living with a guy that like i don't care about interior design at all Which is weird because usually the girl cares. The girl cares, yeah. but I'm like, I love having fresh flowers and a can, like a new candle. But like, yeah. I love a new candle just as much as I love a new pair of socks. Yeah. So okay, so you're studying aggressively for your bat mitzvah. <laughs> yeah. Did Did you feel like growing up being Jewish was like a huge part of your identity? I I guess like by default. Being Jewish is more, it's it's not like being religious, it's just like being Jewish. Like, it's, like it's a, a family thing, yeah. it's a, like, Friday nights, like, you know. Shabbat. Was at home for Shabbat, so, like, someone could sleep over at my house, but, like, my parents would prefer I not sleep at someone else's house. Right. You know, it's just very open, like, it's not like, like, you could, you've probably been over for, like, Rosh Hashanah or Passover. Oh we had Passover in Israel. I mean, Israel. you came to Israel with my family for Passover. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. So... One, one of you the, were in Israeli tabloids, Brooke. Don't sell oh yourself short. Yeah, it's real. That was like a real highlight for me. Do you identify as being a Jewish woman more than you do as like a white woman? Because one of the things I'm really curious about is like, do Jewish people identify as, I mean, obviously you are white, but do you identify as Jewish first? If I identify as anything that has to be put into a category, it's Jewish. It's Jewish. And your mom is Israeli. Yeah. Shout out to Orna. Shout out Orna. She, she she has natural beauty. Oh, she's gorgeous. And she has like that perfect, you know, when people go gray and that's just like the perfect like white. She silver. wasn't always. I mean, I remember she would always dye her hair like I never even knew she was like she right now. She has like fully white, gorgeous, gorgeous. long hair like I have really light hair naturally. So even if I have white hairs, I can't notice them. Yeah, but she has like fully white hair and it's so beautiful it's so pretty. but for my childhood she always dyed her hair and would like do weird shit to her hair and like i remember one time i came in with her to the city and she was like oh i'm gonna go do errands hang out with your cousins and she picked me up and she had cut her hair this short like a pixie cut yeah sure like a buzz cut like to me i was like why would you do that yeah. you're my mom like you're not a boy like why would you cut i didn't talk to her How the whole old were you? second grade oh and i didn't talk to her the whole train ride back like i was so did upset. you cry be honest definitely cried <laughs> but like that is the most memorable hair moment of my childhood because i was like so i almost like i was like betrayed Right, like, why didn't you consult me before you made Like, I have dad. He has that haircut. (laughs) Like, you are mom. That's not your haircut. Well, I feel like one thing, and people probably don't know this, like, in Israel, if you're a man or a woman, you serve time in the army. And your mom was, like, a badass. Like, Yeah. She She was an officer. She actually grew up with really short hair, and I remember when I was little. Did she grow up in Tel Aviv? Yeah, in Tel Aviv. And when she 
when I was like at my soft in my grandma's house in Israel and I saw pictures of my mom growing up and she had really short hair, I like got really sad because I was like, oh my God, mom was like, mom was ugly. (laughs) (laughs) But this was me when I was little and I was like, oh, like long straight hair is amazing. Like, blah, blah, blah. But now I like see those pictures and I'm like, you're so chic. Like, yeah. It's so funny how like as like all little girls think long hair is better no matter what. You see, you have naturally curly hair. Naturally very curly hair, but like not curly. It goes to the like Israel, like Israelis are the best at giving blowouts because they don't, it's not a curl, it's a kink. Yeah. So like I have very kinky hair, but it's almost like a very kinky wave. It's not like a full circular curl. Mm -hmm. I mean, but when I was really young, it was very straight. And then it turned into like, a kinky curl and i would just like what what were those like con air blow dryers that had a comb attached and yes. you would just like go like rake that. your hair with heat yeah yeah and i would do that and then probably found out flat iron and like if i had my hair curly it would just be like with leave-in conditioner yeah i mean i have many memories of being in your bathroom in westport connecticut with the chi hair iron and that like brush paddle thing yes and- yes that is the that was the greatest. And tool. what was the gloss that we used? Bio something. Bio silk. Bio silk gloss. That was like our our thirteen year old like getting ready moment. Yeah. Tragic. Besides, like cutting up all of our clothing to make them hoochie. I know. Well, that was like your the, the early signs that you were going to be a designer. But like, I ruined all of my brother's cool jerseys by cutting them into like crop tops when it, I didn't know how to use scissors. It all paid off. So, so you grew up in Connecticut. Yeah. Suburbs. Westport, Connecticut. What's that like? You were there. You got frostbite. <laughs> I've been. It's hanging out at the beach and drinking until you hear of a party. There's only a party if, you know, the football team won. If they didn't win, then the boys are drinking alone and you're just like left in your <laughs> basement. And I feel like you were escaping to New York City every weekend. I mean, yeah, so were... I was here till I was like five and then my whole family was always here. And then I had like you and... Avery and Rachel and all the city girls. girls. Yeah. Well, I was in like Jew school until eighth grade. <laughs> Wait, Jew school? Jewish day school. Jewish day school, okay. Private school for Jews. Okay. Until eighth grade. <laughs> yeah. And then I went to Our classes taught in Hebrew. Half of the day. Oh, I didn't know that. Are you fluent in Hebrew? No. Spit I... a little something. What do you want me to try to say? Uh tell me what you had for breakfast this morning. See, like, it's, it'll be broken English. Like, ani achla melafephon beitza. That literally, it's like broken English. It's, I eat cucumber and egg. Okay, very broken. Do you ever speak to your mom in Hebrew? Nah, no. But the thing is, it's like every so many Israelis speak English or want to speak English that if they hear you speak like that, they'll just speak back in English. Oh, yeah. That was like me the whole summer I was in Paris. Like I would try to speak French and start ordering and they would be like, in English, please like, don't waste my time. Like, OK, so when I look back at pictures of us, we were so skinny. Like we were like little gangly, like you especially, because we're the thing that's lanky. So, very lanky. And the reason why I was really... But also, like, the overplucking of my eyebrows haunts me to this day. I mean, day. I never... I didn't... I, microblading wasn't a thing back then, so we both were just But I... No, I, like, 
plucked the shit out of them <laughs> and if they never if they didn't grow back like I would have had to do that microblading yeah well they've grown back they're beautiful but but that was it's terrifying that's like I mean yeah we were like gangly but we just had like fast metabolism we ate oh my gosh we everything. ate everything we literally do you remember our snack of choice in those days the cookie, cookie dough, dough slim fast, fast bars, bars. <laughs> the meal replacements that we literally ate as like snacks in between meals we'd have like four a day not chill disgusting but but delicious but delicious the reason why looking back at all of the time we spent together I was thinking about this interview because probably a lot of the like defining moments in terms of like how you see yourself and like how you understand beauty happen when you're in middle school early high school and then like it gets reevaluated in college and we've been together through all of those points Mm -hmm. towards the very end of high school it became very clear that you had a very distinct sense of style that was beyond just like, oh, she dresses and puts together clothes well. Oh, Abigail has like a very distinct taste and people would be like, oh, that's so Abigail. A lot of streetwear and men's inspired clothing before it was a trend. Mainly like stealing hand-me-downs, but... But making it cool. But like they were boys. (laughs) Yeah, like you would be wearing one of your brother's jerseys or everyone would be in high heels and you'd be in sneakers. But before that was like what everyone did. Do you know what I mean? I I never really liked trends. It's interesting because we were together for this entire experience, but somehow we ended up having very different personal style, but actually not that different. Well, I feel like it's because you just like at some point, like obviously we were, you know, like, we were gangly, whatever. <laughs> but at some point, we started both, like, actually developing into our own, like, body types. Yeah. But also, aside from, like, you know, having brothers and cousins and whatever, in Boulder, when I got to college, it was, like, I started collecting, like, snapbacks. <laughs> yeah, you went you went, <laughs> And, like, I would, bro. like, always wear, like, Vans and snapbacks, but, like, with, like, a mini skirt. Yeah. Because I was, like, in college. And, but that was still like in high school and in college, we both were very much like no outfit repeating. Like I'll oh, go yeah. to Forever Twenty One. Oh yeah, to get the look. Yeah, but we were, then we were like obsessed. You, po- with- you were. I don't. What year was that when you were like? I threw out all of my fast fashion and, and I'm I never buying again. Never to buy it. That's and when I, was I moved like, to cool, London. I'm gonna, yeah. So I did that when you did that. Yeah, that's when I moved to London because I was like, I can't, I can't keep acquiring this crap. That was a blessing and a curse, though, because a blessing that I stopped buying that stuff, but a curse because I'm like, oh, everything else has value in my closet. I can't throw anything else out. <laughs> yeah, you are like a bit Still of a hoarder. A hoarder. I know. That's Definitely. Fine. We'll work on that. I love giving things to friends. True. I had like, your swimsuits. Exactly. Like, if someone's at my house, like... I don't know. It's like a guilty pleasure to be like, oh my God, like try, like I'm like, you have to try this on. Like they're like, no, no, no. I'm like, no, yeah, uh, no, like you have to try it on. Cause like, if it looks good on you, I'm going to force you to keep it because I don't want it in my house. Yeah. Cause I don't, I haven't worn it in five years. So, okay. So you went to Boulder, you're wearing snapbacks and jerseys. Like two XL sweatshirts. And you're skiing all the time. The pressure was taken off at Boulder because you, first of all, have a ski pass. So there's no pressure on, like, we have two days on this vacation and 
you have to go skiing both of those days you have ski school doing both of those days or a private lesson or whatever it yeah. is like we're here you have to do that or else what else are you gonna do yeah it was just like so easy and so no pressure and casual that i was like you could actually enjoy like the mountain life and all this stuff that isn't even about snowboarding or skiing or those it's just kind like of the whole lifestyle activities it's just like this is a fun place to be yeah how would how would you describe your approach to beauty like every day or i'll describe your approach and you tell me if you disagree Um, i feel like you are about clean simple like your nails you just have clear gloss your skin is moisturized and looks great but you never wear makeup but your hair i feel like is where where the glamour comes in because you always have like beautiful highlights like a beautiful cut like your hair always looks good and then everything else is like very simple it's almost french and it's and it's like lack of trying. I feel like the hair is where it gets the most attention. When I think of makeup, it's all in, you know, application, which translates to nowadays like YouTube video. They're like, you know, performing their application. Yeah. But growing up, I never saw it be applied. Like my mom doesn't really wear makeup, yeah. like maybe for an event or something but it's not like to the extent where it takes more than five minutes right so i never really grew up with makeup maybe there was like you know a hard candy lip gloss <laughs> yeah well, what, that I, what like, were you really doing wanted. as i was getting makeup done i feel remember when we got our makeup done for fashion week those <laughs> for pictures. the tommy hilfiger show i was like, like i feel like a porcelain doll yeah but like that's still how i feel when i get me like if i'm in if i'm like a bridesmaid in a wedding like i'm like to the bride that's my like homie i'm like i'm so sorry if i'm a bitch to this person but like i don't do makeup yeah. there's a chance that they put all this makeup on and i take it all off are you gonna wear makeup at your wedding this summer yeah i'm like banking on a really good tan and like honestly (laughs) (laughs) well because i'm like if i'm tan i feel great and like honestly the only makeup i wear is like um mascara and eyebrow clear eyebrow gel that's it which i think is cool the eyebrow gel is like a new discovery in the last year but i mean i don't know i'm sure the makeup artist i'm having for my wedding is like very natural and it's been tested on like Danny, she's been on your podcast too. Yes. And like, I trust her for like natural makeup. And I was yeah. at her wedding and I saw it and whatever. But I just feel, I feel like I like, it never comes off of me. And I feel it I think on me. Yeah, I think so it's amazing. So I feel weird seeing it on myself. Yeah. But I wish I didn't wear makeup. It'd be great. It took me till after college to, my hair got to a point where it was like half half um japanese straightening and half natural and so i cut it off into a bob and the bob was super cool but i still had to get a blowout like every week because i couldn't manage my my natural texture with you know myself yeah without any chemicals but now why i do keratin is that it makes my hair grow and essentially i want like my hair to be longer or just like grow better because heat is a disaster for it i'm sure is that like everyone everyone yeah i mean yeah. i think i think because i grew up with you i always understood that hair isn't just like a black girl thing that's like difficult to manage that actually women of all races have. i mean you and i have can use the same hair products 
Pretty much. Like when we grew up. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Like the same amount. Like I, I can put a whole bottle of argan oil in my hair. That just, remind, it, that just reminded me of when we put a full henna treatment in your hair. In and the, it didn't do anything. In the apartment, or no, the hotel no. in Austin. It did not Southwest. do yeah. anything. I, I have to, resilient hair. Like, it's strong. It doesn't, hair. I mean, I'm surprised it even takes to keratin. Yeah. Well, keratin's heavy chemicals. Shout out Anthony. He comes to my house in LA. I love him. Okay, so the reason why I'm really jealous that you don't wear makeup is because... And I told you, and we won't, this is not about her, but Leandra Medine, I saw her yesterday, and she looked how she always looks because she has been consistent in her self-presentation that she does not wear makeup. So you never see her in makeup, so you never expect to see her in makeup. Because I wear makeup day to day. If I go into the office on a Friday, completely barefaced, nothing, no mascara, no concealer, people are going to be like, are you okay? Are you sick? So I feel like the th- not wearing makeup is amazing. It's like a power move. If I wear makeup, people are like... What'd you do? <laughs> in a good way or a bad way? Like in a curious way. Like what's different? <laughs> what's different? But aren't you tempted by makeup? Or they're potential? like, you're really dressed up. I mean. The thing uh, is you have long eyelashes already. Like every, you, you, no, you don't no. have anything to fix. I, I mean, when I had a bob and it was, this was like when I was growing out my Japanese straightener and I cut it into a bob. Yeah. Um, and I, there was no chemical in my hair and I had to get like blowouts, like the, the curly, I'd wake up sometimes and then it would just be like disaster curly bob and I'd like have to hide it by a hat. But so what I did to combat, like to balance that out was get false, uh, eyelash extensions. I vaguely remember this. It, It was for like five months until I was like. Oh my god! Like I am so freaked out. Yeah, I feel like you- I got really freaked out because I like was like, why am I touching my? Like I got a sty because I was like touching my false eyelashes, and I was like, that's disgusting. Yeah, I feel like I remember the false eyelashes phase, and then I feel like you had a phase where you paid extravagant amounts of money to get your nails done with like the most over the top nail art. That was in Parsons. <laughs> You'd be so, like, I have yeah. flames on my nails, and I'm like, I literally, go, I would how get much like crazy manicure? gel manicures. Yeah. I like Marie Nails. I loved that oh, place. Shout out to Marie Nails, yeah. And then um, I was like, oh, my nails are very weak now. <laughs> and now you have beautiful. But I love I love the pared down approach to beauty. I think it's like so chic. But I feel like I'm too far in on like wearing. I can't reverse. Like I can't. The thing I mean, that- I could, but in my head, I'm too used to me looking presentable as being synonymous with wearing makeup. I feel like I just pick, I always pick one thing that I like love, like, and right now it's like a super subtle thing. Like I love uh, clear gel on my eyebrows, but like, what? That like doesn't even count as makeup. Okay. But it's the one thing, (laughs) but in Parsons, the one thing was gel manicures because I was still into manicures then, but being on a sewing machine, yeah, my nails would get ruined, and a gel manicure wouldn't get ruined. So it was like my one Your thing. thing that like would last and could yeah. be cool, and that's it. Yeah, it's very modern. I I I really commend you. I think that over time, I can probably get to less. I think from in terms of like the no makeup thing, like where I draw the line, and I actually think. Mental illness sounds so judgmental, but when I see people in full makeup at a gym class, like 
So if you're coming, weird thing if you're about coming from work, like I understand if you didn't have time to like wipe off your face, but when it's the morning and you're wearing makeup to work out, I just, that's like, I think a deeper psychological reliance on makeup that just, I can't understand. I loved workout classes when I was in New York. Yeah, I know. We've taken so like, many together. Loved them. Then when I was at Nike, it was like, you could work out whenever you had free time and if there was a class you could do it or you could just go to the gym this is at the nike like headquarters in portland yeah so it was like if you had free time you could work out because the gym was walking distance yeah and that was like something you could do in your free time if you had free time so being there and having that accessible maybe not want to pay for workout classes because i could work out during my paid you know time at work yeah Yeah. of course and then after that when I got to LA I was like okay cool like I can do classes again it's not like included in my you know everyday work pass but I would go to classes and in LA people would show up like to Barry's boot camp which I first of all don't I mean not trying to talk shit but I don't love them because I'm not someone that follows directions that well and I don't want to be like barked at like by an army general when it's like don't don't be like you're here because you paid for it and you love to be here it's like tell me what I'm doing wrong and why you're screaming at me (laughs) like why are you screaming at me yeah exactly why are are we yelling yeah yeah. that's how I feel but there are women there that are and men that are like doing the absolute the most mo- like wearing full makeup even if it's 10 a.m or 5 p.m and looking in the mirror at themselves and in full <laughs> makeup and like a matching oh. a matching outfit a and workout like, class in la has got to be like, like this peak. is distracting but also like where am this I? is annoying so i mean i mean you're my workout regimen is very like i just I go to my... You have a private Pilates I to, instructor. I have Let's a pl- keep it a thousand. <laughs> I go to... Pri- I'm, I go to... I'm obsessed with Pilates. I used to go to a private chiropractor freshman year of college because I had back pain. And then I was like, I'm sick of doing the same thing every week. This obviously isn't doing anything. Yeah. So I Googled like alternatives to chiropractors and it was Pilates. And so yeah. then since then, I've been doing twice a week private Pilates yeah, for and years now. It's so good yes, for your since core. freshman year of college, yeah. So, and then I would do classes and all that, but now I just do twice a week private Pilates. They come to your my house? my girl Erica. Now I go to wherever she is. Do you do reformer? And then, yeah, everything. I do Cadillac, reformer. Amazing. I love Pilates. I love. And then I do a personal trainer, my do Bedrino <laughs> once a week, and it's three times a week workout. And three times if a week I'm, private. It's three times a week working out, and they happen to be private because okay, that's what I know works on, for me. Because if I'm, trial. but if I'm at a class, I'm like distracted. I'm not doing, and like if I'm doing something wrong, yeah. no one's telling me. So I think it's like it's a waste of money for me because I know that I'm someone that needs to be. You want that focused attention. I need attention. Everyone in LA is there. Not everyone. Most people in LA are there to be famous, mm-hmm. right? And your fiance, who we're not going to talk about on this podcast, but he's in the industry, right? Mm-hmm. Do you feel a huge difference, like when you go out and just like walking around and being out at places of 
people being really like narcissistic and obsessed with themselves or like a thirstiness people and desperation. People look crazy in LA. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I feel like, it when I'm there, but. this is If this is my answer to your question, like people look crazy. How so? Like when people visit LA and they're like, oh, what should I bring to wear for like out to dinner or whatever? I'm like, literally wear whatever you want. Dress codes don't matter because someone is going to be 72 times more extra than you no matter what. No matter what. Because they're going to come in, you know, even if you're in the daytime, like at a store, at a restaurant, doesn't even have to be dinner time, like. It's more than anywhere very trend um, yes. fueled. Very look at me. I don't even know if they think that like look at me, but they're like maybe even like blending in is doing the most because it's yes. like they want to be what they want you to think you don't. Because you see them celebrities see them. everywhere, so it's like they want to be even if the celebrity isn't doing the most, which they usually aren't. Yeah, it's just like they. I don't know. A lot of people do a lot. Yeah. What's your sunglass game like? Have you had to step it up now that you're in LA? I feel like I honestly wear sunglasses more in New York. Really? Because I can't drive with the sunglasses on. Oh, I see. It's like weird. What's your sunscreen of choice? I wish I knew. <laughs> you don't wear sunscreen? I do, but I don't know the brand name. It's like a spray on one. Oh. I, I just got a spray on one from Supergoop. I have a foam sunscreen from them now that I put on my face and it's like mm-hmm. avocado oil and shea butter based, but with SPF 50. So Spray my favorite on. thing that I have in my like jacket pocket when I'm skiing is super goop SPF hand cream. Yeah, they make And I put it on my face too and it's fine. Weirdly, their SPF love, products are really good. I think the branding is... Do they is, not only make SPF? Because I always get it at like a ski shop. I've only seen SP, Super Goop SPF yeah, products. It's amazing. The branding is so childish and not attractive, though. I don't know what the deal is with the branding, but the products are really good. I like it. But I also love getting sunburned. <sighs> that really breaks my heart. You know, it's so bad for your skin. I know it's so bad. It feels so good. Do you still tan? Yeah, I love it. Without sunscreen? Definitely. That's like so bad. I hate it. Like it's so bad, but (laughs) I feel I feel so good when I'm sunburnt. Like people are like, "Oh, you had a good day. You got like they'll make fun of me for being sunburnt." But I'm like, "I'll be tan tomorrow. It won't be like peeling off tomorrow because my mom's Israeli, so I have like that type of skin that like I won't peel, but it's really I know it's really bad. Shade to your Caucasian sisters." What? I don't have Mediterranean blood. <laughs> no, it's not. Sh- it's like I'm jealous of everyone that like wears a hat and whatever because I wish I did, but I'm so addicted to sun. Like I feel so, I get like a high from vitamin D. <laughs> but like being sunburned, it's almost like you'll talk shit now, but tomorrow, tomorrow. Just, like, just you wake Check up. Check out this tan. What are the beauty products or trends that you love at the moment? I love scrunchies. I've always loved scrunchies. You've always loved really scrunchies. Really happy back. Your scrunchie collection must be epic at this point because I feel like you've been collecting since we were 14. It's really good. I definitely lose them a lot, but like, you know. Uh, For any brand, any particular brand? It's like CVS. I don't know. Okay. You're not into the... Because like now they're designer scrunchies. There's like leather. I and... would never pay a premium price for a scrunchie. Okay. Okay. Another brand, I mean, another trend I love. I love it, but I'm, it's definitely like a, I wouldn't say jealous, but envious is like 
how like full curls are amazing because I'm like I I always wonder like I know your hair changes every so often every couple of years but I'm like I wonder if I never even touched my hair with chemicals if it would still have like yeah a curl of course it would I feel like you have really good organic skincare okay, so, stuff uh, when we were in Bali I tried something that you had that was so good yeah it's Vintner's daughter <laughs> I love it wow so yeah. that is like a that's like a spot treatment that is so effective yeah. and, and all of Vintner's daughter's products are like fully botanical like everything's natural i'm sure because it works amazing yes and i've honestly never bought it i just get free samples <laughs> that's also the most abigail thing i feel like you i love free, free samples stuff. yeah like i will get a free slice of pizza at whole foods yeah i've seen you it. do these weird things yeah and then do you make any of your own beauty products does like an epsom salt bath count <laughs> counts nice self-care moment does lemon water Lemon water doesn't count as beauty products, but I do think... But it is for beauty. Absolutely. And also, especially just like now you're experiencing life as an entrepreneur. You've you've launched this company in November and like, it's stressful. Like, yeah. I'm not doing it, but I hear the situations you're in and I'm like, wow, I'm stressed on your behalf. How do you like take time for yourself and have like your own... And you're also planning a wedding, which you're actually like the opposite of a bridezilla. Like you don't even talk about it at all, but... You have a lot. I know nothing about it. (laughs) But you have a lot going on. How do you take care of yourself? I try to like, if I leave, I never knew that this would like actually make a difference. But when I leave my computer at my office and don't take it home with me, like just out of habit, it makes a huge difference. I feel like the technology part, like disconnecting from technology, like phone and, and computer is the most effective. Yeah. Yeah. Like, a, I love a bath. I love a face mask. Yes. But, like, I'll do a face mask in my office because, like, I'm the only one in my office. <laughs> yeah. And I'll be on a call and I'll, like, have a face mask on, but they don't know. Yeah. You're like, where it's are the orders? Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah. Okay. What are the things you're totally over and you never want to see again? The beauty trends. And mm-hmm. you hate everything, so just be fully honest. I just feel like I don't understand why some things are turned into trends when they're just normal cool things that like are have always been cool bike shorts dad sneakers yeah like those are normal things they're cool until they're turned into they're normal trend. and cool until they're turned to trend like dad it's like why are you paying nine hundred dollars <laughs> for a dad sneaker like go get the nike monarchs they're thirty dollars yeah like they're just as cool if not like the coolest version of a dad sneaker i know but like here's the thing why do you need to pay that I'll, and i'll explain to you why because like i am a perfect example i'm like prime target to buy that overpriced dad shoe because i don't know anything about sneakers like nike monarch well, this is my first time even hearing then why that why do you even need it <laughs> because i i'm like oh sneakers are like cool part of it. it's like a thing okay. yeah so i have to text you i like, text rachel and i'm like common what? project instead Exact, but I'm saying like common projects, golden goose, like they're preying on people like me that like are like sneakers are cool and comfortable, but like I don't know. Like when people start talking about like colorways, I don't even know what colorways means to be totally honest. I just like see it written, but I think it means color combination. People talk about years, and I'm like, I don't know what any of this means. Just like tell me what's cool. So that's because you have a knowledge, you think it's ridiculous that people pay a lot for like a Balenciaga sneaker, but for other people, they're just like, oh, sneakers It's are not cool. ridiculous. I don't, I, I understand why they're doing it, but I would, I can't like log on to that because I don't, 
think that I'm like the original that you're copying looks cooler. Like, <laughs> yeah. why would you not want to buy the original? Yeah, because you know the reference and most people don't. But like what? They just have to Google and they'll know, I know it. But people don't know anything. Anything cool. else that you're, you're over? As someone who doesn't wear makeup, do you not like other people in makeup? No, I'm like, I feel like I'm like jealous almost. Yeah. But like, I love people in makeup and I think it's so cool. And I'm like, why do I feel so uncomfortable in makeup? Because I like, but it's just because I'm not used to seeing myself in it that I'm just like, this doesn't look like you. Like you look weird. But when people can like pull off wearing makeup, like I look at like you're, I'm like, I would never know that you're wearing makeup right now, but you're like, I'm wearing makeup. And I'm like, that is so cool because if I was wearing makeup, I would be like, I'm wearing makeup. Like, look at me, I'm wearing makeup. <laughs> Not if it was good makeup, but like, I think it's great that you don't wear it. But I couldn't do that myself then. Okay, you know what the final question is going to be. When do you feel most beautiful? In general, like, unless I'm like, unless I'm like having my period and or like getting ready for my period and like looking oh. in the mirror and being like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Always, always then it's just the like, time oh, I just like, like to get in the habit of looking in the mirror and being like, you're fucking dope all the time. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. That's why when Soulja Boy released Turn My Swag On, that was like your song. Because you were like, take tone. a look I love in that. the mirror. Yeah, that's because that's like your life. Because if I'm not going to say it myself, like I can't rely on anyone else. So might as well. That is amazing. Perfect note to end on. Let's toast. Cheers. Thank you, Abigail, for coming on the Naked Beauty podcast. Should we do our um, camp cheer yeah. to end things off? Okay. Oh, gosh. So just background for you guys. Abigail and I <laughs> became best friends when we... She's like, I'm terrified of both of you. When we were, um, we were paired up together, lakes, you know, like when you go swimming in the lake at camp and you have to have like a buddy, like a buddy system. We were paired together and then we like made this call. Is it a call? It's like a chant. Three? Three. Thirty. Three. We're Audi. Boom, boom, boom. boom, boom chicka, chicka, chicka. Boom, 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 chicka, chicka. Audi, Audi. There was one more. Oh, and then boom, we had... boom, boom, chicka, Audi, Audi, Audi. What's up? Oh, yeah. We added this on at like age 13 <laughs> and it never really caught on. I never really learned the second part. <laughs> Do you know the second part? I don't know. I just know that. I know. We were really annoying. The fact that like we were like 33 was like a thing that like still multiple people know that we referred to ourselves as is like so embarrassing. We had no chill. It's okay. All right, we're done. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.